Psalm 27, and uh, get ready to read there on the back of your bulletin. If you turn it over, there's a place for sermon notes. You can grab a pen that's right in front of you and take some notes and what the Lord speaks to your heart today. We're in a brand new year in a brand new series called Reset, and we borrowed the, the thought from Nick Hall's book called Reset. It's, it's about resetting our lives. It's got some great things in there for you. Uh, not really covering what's in the book in the sermons, but it's, it's a great book. And I borrowed the, the thought because as we begin a new year, we need that reset. You know, we think about goals, we think about resolutions, we think about changes in our life, and sometimes we just need a reset. Because when we reset something, we're setting it back to its original design, its original purpose, its original intent. It means to reestablish re-engage, rearrange, reorganize, retune. We have all need to reset our phones every now and then, right? I mean, my dad was traveling last week, couldn't get a hold of him, and uh, got home, and Jody just reset his phone, and then it worked perfectly. There's just something about a reset. Sometimes we just need that reset, and I don't want to talk about things today. I want to talk about our soul. That's what we've been talking about, resetting us on the inside, and we began the brand new year by saying, Jesus, reset my heart. Reset my faith. Getting our hearts in tune with the Lord. And last week, Pastor Dan began what we're going to continue this week, this idea of resetting our minds. He preached about resetting our mindset last week. Such a great message. These are all available online for free. And today I want to talk to you about resetting your thoughts. Because if we can get our heads right, a lot of good things are going to happen. When we get our heads in tune with God's Word and what God thinks, it's going to be a good thing. And so our prayer this week is, Jesus, reset my mind. Would you pray that with me? Repeat these words. Jesus, reset my mind. Amen. Psalm 27, beginning at verse 3. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. King David writes this psalm and he is talking very literally about physical armies that are coming against him. He's talking about a war that's breaking out all around him, but he says, I will be confident in my Lord. Even though he was in real danger, he was confident in the Lord. Now, our situation may not be a physical army or a battle that's breaking out next to us. It's more of a spiritual battle that happens in our minds. This battle with our thoughts, this battle against the enemy. These evil or dark thoughts begin to invade our mind and maybe a thought of despair or fear or inadequacy, or hopelessness, or hate, or pride, or rage, or lust. This thought comes into our mind. And this army besieges us, and line after line, thought after thought, it just keeps coming against us, looking to pick a fight. And what you need to say is, bring it on. Because Jesus is on your side. David said, even though there's an army coming against me, there's a battle all around me, I am confident in the Lord. Why? 
Because when you have Jesus, you've got to remember that every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That means every thought has to bow to Jesus. I'm going to read Mark chapter 5 uh, this morning, but I'm going to ask you not to look in your Bibles, but rather to follow along on the screen, because I'm going to read from the Message Bible. So it's going to be a little different than maybe what you have in front of you, maybe a little different than you've heard in the past, but I want to read this to you this morning. And I want you to get it inside and hear what Jesus has to say about fighting these battles against the enemy. It says in chapter 5, verse 1, They arrived on the other side of the sea in the country of the Gerasenes. As Jesus got out of the boat, a madman from the cemetery came up to him. He lived there among the tombs and graves. No one could restrain him. He couldn't be chained, couldn't be tied down. He'd been tied up many times with chains and ropes. But he broke the chains and snapped the ropes. No one was strong enough to tame him. Night and day he roamed through the graves and the hills, screaming out and slashing himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was a long way off, he ran up and bowed and worshipped before him, then bellowed in protest, What business do you have, Jesus, Son of the High God, messing with me? I swear to God, don't give me a hard time. Jesus had just commanded the tormenting evil spirit, Out! Get out of the man! Jesus asked him, Tell me your name. He replied, My name is Mob. I'm a rioting mob. Then he desperately begged Jesus not to banish them from the country. A large herd of pigs was browsing and rooting on a nearby hill. The demons begged, send us to those pigs so we can live in them. Jesus gave the order, but it was even worse for the pigs than for the man. Crazed, they stampeded over the cliff into the sea and drowned. Those tending the pigs, scared to death, bolded and told their story in town and country. Everyone wanted to see what had happened. They came up to Jesus and they saw the madman sitting there wearing decent clothes and making sense, no longer a walking madhouse of a man. Those who had seen it told the others what had happened to the demon-possessed man and the pigs. And First they were in awe, and then they were upset. Upset over the drowned pigs, they demanded that Jesus leave and not come back. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the demon-delivered man begged to go along, but he wouldn't let him. Jesus said, go home to your own people. Tell your story, what the Master did and how he had mercy on you. The man went back and began to preach in the Ten Towns area about what Jesus had done for him. He was the talk of the town. That's probably a, one of the biggest understatements in the Bible, right? He was the talk of the town, I bet. This crazy man who was now once possessed by the devil, now possessed by Jesus. This radical change. You know, Jesus is in the business of delivering people from the enemy. He's stronger than the enemy. In verse 15, I love the way it's written there. He was no longer a walking madhouse of a man. Isn't that poetic? Isn't that beautiful? The truth is, is that when errant or evil thoughts get loose in our minds, we can feel like a walking madhouse. We can feel like it's completely out of control, like it's a zoo or a circus out of control in our minds. Sometimes it feels like all hell is breaking loose in our minds. Everyone struggles with this. There's no one that doesn't. These wrong thoughts, this out-of-control thinking starts. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter if you're a teenager. It doesn't matter if you're a parent. It doesn't matter if you're single, married, divorced. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter how young, how old. It doesn't matter because this is something that can plague all of us. It can happen while we're alone. It can happen while we're in a crowd. It can happen at work or at school or wherever we're at. And we could go down the spiral of thinking and it can stress us out. It can begin to ruin our lives. And I just began, as I was preparing this message, thinking of some of this type of thinking that can destroy us. So if you're saying in your mind, it's all over. It doesn't matter anymore. It's hopeless. I've tried everything. I am broken beyond repair. It won't work. I'm so stupid. I'm no good. It's impossible. I can't and will never get over this. I can't take it anymore. I'm destined to fail. I'll always be sick. I'll never break this addiction. The pain will never go away. I'm worthless. No one will ever love me. And we have these thoughts, and then they lead to deeper and darker thoughts, and it takes us down. And this is a very real struggle. It will make us hopeless. It will make us helpless. It will fill our lives with pain. And we need to break free from this type of thinking. We need to reset in our minds. So how do we do that? Here's the good news today. This is how we do it. We look back at Matthew chapter 5 and what we read. And look at verse 6. It says, When he saw Jesus a long way off, he ran and bowed in worship before him. I find this absolutely amazing. This man who has a demon inside of his, demons inside of his body, isn't running away from Jesus, he's running to Jesus. Did you notice that? He's running to Jesus. He's running toward Jesus. Not away from Jesus. He was running toward his Messiah. Toward his Deliverer. Toward the one that could help him. He runs toward him and he bows in submission to the King because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So here's your help. When you realize Jesus is near, as this man did, and let me just tell you this, he's always near, in case you're wondering. When you realize he's near, run to him. And when you run to him, bow before him and worship. And when you bow before him, you are taking the very first step in allowing Jesus to reset your mind. See, the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. He's out to put thoughts in your mind, or when the thoughts come to our mind, he's there to take you down a very deep and dark hole. He is there, and he is trying to destroy you. But the Bible says that Jesus came that we might have life and have it to the full. See, Jesus says, run to me. God is good. You know, when you read the Old Testament, even in the harshest judgments, like in the Minor Prophets, and you're like, wow, God's really mad. And He's just pronouncing judgment, and I'm going to destroy this and destroy that. It never ends without Jesus saying, but if you run to Me, if you come to Me, I will save you. I will heal you. I will take care of you. I will deliver you. He's always saying in His Word over and over again, come to Me. Run to God. Don't run away from God. When you run away from God, you're running into the enemy's camp. And Jesus says, I want you to run to Me. See, your thoughts are, are real. They have power in our life. 
And too often we give in to wrong thinking way too quickly. And what we need to do is we need to, to go a different way. We need to let Jesus show us the way. And I want to tell you this. I'd like you to write this down. This is so important because this is a truth proven by science that you can only think one thought at a time. You need to remember you can only think one thought at a time. No matter how smart you are, no matter what your IQ is, no matter how well you multitask, the truth is that we can only think one thought at a time. And so if we're thinking that thought, there's power in that thought in our mind. And so we have to ask ourselves, is this a good thought or is this an evil thought? Is this a life-giving thought or is this a death-producing thought? Is this a pure thought or is this an impure thought? And whatever thought is in our mind, we need to begin to analyze it. If we're only going to be able to think one thought at a time, we need to make it the right thought, right? We need to make it God's thoughts. Let me give you some scriptures to help you this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-5. through 5. This is something that should be like just in your Bible, highlighted, ready to go. It says, For though we live in the world, <clears throat> we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now that's the line you really need to highlight, underline in your Bible, that we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That every thought we have, that we capture it, we don't just let it roam around our, our mind and just go wherever it wants to go and live unintended inside of our brain. We need to take it captive to seize it, to hold it, and demand that it complies with God's Word. That this lines up with the truth of God's Word. So we've got to get that inside of us. And we have to ask ourselves, what are we filling our minds with? When you look at your average day, when you wake up, what are you filling your minds with? When you turn on the TV, when you turn on the radio, what is the first thing that you're hearing about? What are you putting inside of you? When you begin to surf on the internet, what are you looking at? Where are you going? We have to begin to analyze that, those conversations that we have around the water cooler. We've got to begin to see, what am I allowing into my mind? Because a lot of times, what's coming into our mind does not line up with God's Word. It does not line up with the good things that God has for us. And so what we have to do is we have to put God's good things inside. So let me give you a verse of Scripture here. Philippians 4.8. Another Scripture that you should have highlighted in your Bible. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So, what I want you to do, all those capitalized words up there, although for some reason true isn't, but anything that's true or noble or right or pure or lovely or admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, that's what I need to begin to think about. That's what I need to put in our minds. See, we have to fill our minds with these kind of things, with God's thoughts. And we need to replace that negative thinking with these thoughts from God's Word that you are loved. You can say, I am loved. I am forgiven. There is no condemnation 
for me. I am valuable to God. I was made for a purpose. God is at work doing a good work. His love endures forever. And when you have a good thought that comes into your mind and you, you captivate the old thought and you, you take it away and you make it obedient to God's Word and you have that good thought, go ahead and have another good thought and then another good thought and then another good thought. Because when you begin to be thinking the right way, when you begin to think on what's true and lovely and pure and admirable, what you're going to see is you're going to see your joy begin to rise up. You're going to see a new strength inside of you. You're going to see a new peace inside of you because you have to begin thinking God's way. Your thoughts are real. Your thoughts are powerful. Your thoughts matter. And Jesus says, I want you to remember to run to Me with whatever's going on in your mind. Don't run away from God like, oh, that's a bad thought. I've got to stay away from Jesus. No, run to Him. Bow before Him. Allow Him to shape your thoughts. Like He said in the video before I came up, He says what we need to do is fill up with Jesus. We need to be thinking about Jesus. We need to be thinking about what He thinks about our lives. And not just letting our thoughts kind of set the temperature of our life, but taking that thermostat and saying, no, today I'm setting my mind on Christ. I'm setting my mind on things above. I'm setting my mind on things that are good. Do you know how they train elephants? You ever see an elephant at a circus? They have the, the rope around their neck and it's nailed into the stake in the ground. They got this rope and the stake and you're like, that's a really big elephant and that's a really small rope. How is it not getting away? And how they train elephants is that when they're baby elephants, they put the rope around their neck and they secure it to a secure pole and that baby elephant will strive and pull and roll around and try to get free. And, and it just basically, there's so much pain that, that comes from that rope around their neck. And they finally give up. At some point, they're broken and they give up. And then from that point on, whenever they, they don't even have to feel the tug. When they feel a rope around their neck, they're done. They're tame. This powerful beast is tamed because of the rope around their neck. And before we you know, start thinking about elephants, start thinking about yourself. There's thoughts that you've had for years that aren't true, but you've just believed them. And they're a rope around your neck. As I was preaching last night, uh, Jody, uh, my sister, was here last night, and so she, t she actually texts this picture while I'm preaching. And uh, so I'll show it to you there. Isn't that great? Sometimes the thing that is holding you back is all in your head. Isn't that don't laugh, that's you in the picture right there. Because <laughs> we all struggle with it, guys. Come on, we all struggle with it. But when that wrong thought gets in your head, take it captive. Take it captive. Make it obedient to Christ. Let me give you another scripture here. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing, the resetting of your mind. I love David because he is just so confident in the Lord. But David had the worst day of his life. He'd gone out to battle with his mighty men and uh, was not a successful day. In fact, it wasn't really a thing God wanted him to do. But while he was gone, the absolute worst thing happened. The enemy came in and... and stole everything from his camp. 
stole all the men's, David's and all his mighty men's, their wives, their children, all of their stuff, completely stolen, taken away. And the men came back, and it says that they wept loudly. And, and, uh, and, and the mighty men who were so loyal to David were so angry and so upset, they wanted to kill David. It was the worst day of his life. And the Bible tells us that David, on the worst day of his life, it's in uh, 1 Samuel, I think, um, 36, 30 verse 6, but um, on the worst day of his life, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord when he had lost everything and lost everything of all his friends the people that have been so loyal to him, and they want to kill him. On that worst day, the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Now that is not David just standing up and doing a lot of positive affirmations. It's not David looking in the mirror like Stuart Smalley and saying, I'm smart enough, I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. No, David's not doing that. You know what David does? Read the Psalms. David's confidence was not in himself. He knew he was just a shepherd boy that God promoted to king. And so he knew where his strength came from. And so just read through the Psalms. David says, mighty is my God. He will deliver me. He will give me the victory. I can count on my Lord. And over and over and over again, he recites that and his confidence came from the Lord. Today in the New Testament, we might look at the verse in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What we can do is we can take those, cap, those thoughts captive and make them obedient to God's Word. What we have to do is we have to turn our thoughts into prayers. Turn your thoughts into prayers. Whatever you're thinking, even if it's the most evil thing you ever thought, Turn it into prayer to the Lord. Lord, I'm taking this thought captive. It does not belong in my mind. God, I know you love me. I know there's no condemnation in you. God, I know that you've got me and that, God, you're going to do a good work. Turn your thoughts into prayers. If it is important enough to worry about, it's important enough to pray about. So turn your thoughts into prayers. And pray that every morning when you get up. First of all, Jesus reset my heart. And Jesus reset my mind. Can you imagine what your life would look like? Can you imagine what the world would look around you look like? What the atmosphere around you would look like if you actually thought God's thoughts all day long? And God's inviting you into that. He says, run to me. Bow before me. I, I, I want to deliver you. So let's pray. Let's think about Jesus. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? And that's what we're going to do for the next few minutes. We're just going to think about Jesus. We're going to sing a prayer in just a moment. But before we do, let's just pray for a moment. Jesus, reset our minds. Lord, I pray that right now as we pray and as we worship for a moment, Jesus, I pray that you would set us free. Just as that walking madhouse of a man was set free in Mark chapter 5. Jesus, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are in the business of delivering people from the hand of the enemy. And the enemy has been in our mind too long. Destroying, killing, stealing. And Jesus, we ask for your life. We run to you today. We bow before you. We take that first step 
And Lord, any thought that runs through our mind, we're going to take that captive and make it obedient to Christ. Obedient to Your Word. And Jesus, we're just going to start thinking about You a lot more. Jesus, we want to think about You. Before we sing, I'm, I'm just going to ask for a moment of commitment with your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you're far from God and, and uh, you, you want this, this, this reset of your heart, this reset of your mind, I just want to tell you this morning, Jesus came to this earth and He died on a cross for your sins. For those thoughts and actions, that you know are evil. Jesus died on a cross to forgive you of your sins. That when you turn from your sins and you follow Him, you're good. God's given you new life. And there could be new life today. So if you want to do that today, I just invite you to do that. For those of us that have walked with God our whole life, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, um, to be honest with you, we all need this reset in our mind. We all kind of go down these dark roads every now and then. And, and Jesus is in the business of deliverance. And, and if you want to run to Him, if you want to bow to Him today, um, I'm going to ask you to make a commitment as well. Just saying, Jesus, I'm going to run to You. I'm going to take every thought captive. I, I'm going to think about You, Jesus, a lot more. I'm going to, I'm going to be careful about what I feed my thought life. The Holy Spirit is here today to help you with that. He's here to help you know Jesus today. And so, for anybody this morning, and just with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I'm just going to ask you to, to if you say, I want to reset my mind today, I'm just going to ask you to stand to your feet right now. Just stand up. Jesus, you see us standing before you. Lord, I'm standing up. If I was seated, I'd be standing right now. Because God, I want your thoughts in my life. Jesus, I want you to reset my mind. Devil, you have no place anymore in the name of Jesus. Jesus, come in and deliver, just as you did. Over and over again, Jesus, you never met a demon or a mob of demons that you couldn't cast out because, Jesus, you are all-powerful and every knee and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. God, I thank you that even the devil has to bow before you. And so, Lord, we give you our hearts and we give you our minds today. And we stand together and sing. I'm just going to ask everybody to stand at this time. Just we stand and sing our prayer. Lord, we need you. We need you today. Thank you, God. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest, and without you, I'd fall apart, you're the
Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. Where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. today we need you. We call on you. We run to you. We bow before you. When temptation comes our way, we are going to turn to you. When we fall, we cannot stand. You will lift us up. God, you are good. You love us. You are a deliverer. You are our strength. You are our hope. God, you are the God of the impossible. Miracle working God. Jesus, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You give life and hope. So Lord, turn our hearts towards you. Turn our minds towards you this week. Jesus, may we just think about you more. Holy Spirit, help us to think about Jesus more this week. Thank you, God. We love you. We honor you. We worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's power in our prayer. And so I'm going to ask you to make this a week of prayer. And uh, as uh, Jennifer mentioned, there's these uh, booklets in the lobby. It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. This has all of our missionaries in there. And if you could just go page by page, lift up a prayer, read about them, pray for them. You have the prayer list in your bulletin as well. Just put it in a place where you see it every day and that you, you pray for the, the men and women who have sacrificed everything to be on the field. And uh, just remember, our prayers matter. They mean a lot. 
Also, um, I'm just going to encourage you to uh, sign up for the Lead Up Conference this week. If you can online, that'd be great. If not, there's uh, flyers in the lobby. If you lead anything at church or in life, this is a great thing to, to be a part of. Uh, Tony is one of the most in-depth biblical teachers on leadership I've ever heard, and it's phenomenal. It's good stuff, and we want all of our leaders, if you're in any teaching capacity, team capacity, leadership capacity at our church, you definitely need to sign up, but we would love for everybody to sign up and be a part of it. It's not an exclusive event. We want everybody there, so uh, please sign up for that this week. We're going to receive the blessing of the Lord. If you want to spend a little more time with the Lord before you go, you can do that. Um, otherwise, just make sure you fellowship. Make sure you feel encouraged before you go. If you need prayer, let me know. We'll be down here uh, to pray with you. Um, but, uh, beloved, we are one week closer to heaven. Are you ready? May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. God, I thank you for that blessing, that favor, that grace, that peace. May those be the things that are on our mind this week. May we think about that blessing that you've given us. And Lord, I pray that you would go with us as we share that blessing with the world. Keep us safe and strong until we can gather again as a church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go in the grace and the peace of the Lord.